0: the end actually makes them fulfilling. If we boil matters down, they might really just be three essential things that we want from a lover. Firstly, kindness. <laughs> oh
1: my god. These channels, man. Like, okay, this is from School of Life, Okay. Kindness. Yeah. That's totally... <coughs> oh, man. What a disaster. Kindness? Maybe a man wants that from a woman. But girls wanting that from guys? Look at Pablo Escobar. Tell me that women want kindness. Come on. What is this garbage? We all know that women like love dark triad traits men. Which means... Um, psychopathic, Machiavellian, and narcissist. If you don't know what these are, let me just quickly explain. So, a psychopath is a guy who basically isn't afraid to hurt, has no empathy. A narcissist is a person that cares only about themselves. They literally don't care about others. So kindness doesn't even register. And Machiavellians are guys that are strategic about life. They will make the decision no matter um, if it hurts other people, if it favors them, right? Or if it if it has some strategic value to them. Does that sound like kindness to you? Like, it's utterly ridiculous. By the way, women like men more who are lower in agreeableness. They are more attracted to them. Lower in agreeableness means they're less likely to be kind. Don't go and tell me that that women are attracted to kindness. B.S. Utter and total hogwash. Although, men... Are attracted to the following five traits in women, okay? Fit, feminine, uh, submissive, cooperative, and bedroom fun loyal. And we could maybe put kindness under feminine or cooperative, right? Maybe. But this is so utterly disconnected from reality, I don't even know what to say. Okay, let's. Wow. A partner who
0: is gentle with our.
1: Partner! Red flag. Red flag. So the video, again, is is coming from feminized perspective, right? Because we're not equal partners in a relationship. So what is even happening here? Like, women are hypergamous, which means they want a man who's better than them. They want a man who's taller, stronger, fitter, faster, more money, more friends, more charismatic, everything. So how can you possibly call them a partner? They're not an equal partner.
0: Perfections and can good-humoredly tolerate us as we are.
1: Tolerate. Like, do you see what I'm saying, man? Do you see what I'm saying? How ridiculous is this? Tolerate us. If you're in a relationship where your girl is quote-unquote tolerating you, you're not in a relationship. She disdains you. She thinks she's superior to you. What is this garbage advice? Hello and welcome to the Helios blog. My name is Helios here for another reaction video. If you're new to the channel, liking the content, hit that sub, hit all for notifications. If you'd like to support me, I do have a Patreon with exclusive content. Patreon.com slash the Helios blog. Just go there and subscribe. Um, again, it's it's posting weekly content. It's newly revamped. You can also drop me a donation like Tom M here. Shout out to him. Again, let's continue with this, wow, with this hogwash. Secondly. What? No, 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 no. Shared
0: vulnerability.
1: Oh my God. What is this? What is this video, guys? This is, okay, so the last video I posted, I said possibly the worst dating advice. This is awful, Dating advice, shared vulnerability, not a single girl, okay, maybe some, but very, very small percentage, want full disclosure and total vulnerability, no, maybe a man wants vulnerability from the girl, but not not the, no, what, if the man is vulnerable, the man is weak, if the man is weak, then the girl's not attracted to him. It's very simple, guys. A leads to B leads to C. If you as a man are weak, you as a man are pathetic. Pathetic men are not attractive to women. So, shared vulnerability is not an attractive trait. No, this, this like uh, I I believe I read an article by Robert Tomasi where he talked about this this idea that the feminine imperative, right? It, it it has been teaching men to go against the very qualities that make them strong men, and then later on blames men for why their hypergamy is open, right? Well, this is one of the, the one of these like destructive ideas. Women want men who other men want to be, and other women want to be with. A vulnerable man is not that kind of man do you think these soldiers fighting on the various fronts of the world do you think they're vulnerable these these men who are the leaders of industry who are you know competing with with like the smartest minds there and trying to you know d- buy out businesses and, and and like shred them just to get money you think they're vulnerable you think uh, the the greatest surgeons in the world you know Go, uh, You know, opening up the bodies of people and like, you know, b- having the most precise cuts and and making sure that they're healing the person. You think they're vulnerable? How about the lawyers that defend, you know, uh, criminals or these big companies? You think they're vulnerable? These are the, the men, the competitive. You, th- you think uh, MMA fighters, the top of the industry, boxers? You think they're vulnerable? This is not an attractive trait. The most competitive men, the most attractive men, the most successful men are not vulnerable. In fact, most women would describe them as quote-unquote emotionally unavailable, which actually is an attractive trait for women. So this is garbage. No, it's wrong. No. No, no, no. Totally and utterly and completely wrong.
0: Someone with whom we can be open about our anxieties, worries, and... No!
1: We're not out here sharing our anxieties, vulnerabilities, and fears with women. That's the quickest way to destroy your own relationship she might share those with you but you are not sharing those with her and here's why you are the head of the house you are the leader and here is how it works guys i don't know if you know this for example let's say you're sailing on a ship in like the 1600s or whatever you know before we had the the modern the modern ships no gps wooden boat with sails okay imagine there's a storm on the horizon imagine what would happen if the captain freaks out oh my god we're all gonna die you know and like it would cause bedlam pandemonium now compare that with the captain says we're going to be all right um you know put the sails down uh tie yourselves to the ship you know you know do this do this do this and we will be okay we will survive. Which do you think the crew is more likely to respond to? The first one or the second one? Well, women respond better to the second one too. The man who's in control, in charge, unafraid, knows where he's going, is a leader, understands uh, and is able to command, respect and is good under pressure and is good when the world gets hard. Imagine, a woman has children with you and then something bad happens, and you just totally freak out, are unable to do anything, and you're just a loser who, who sits there and, and wails and cries. You think a woman would be attracted to that? Of course not! So where is this shared vulnerability sharing our anxieties garbage?
0: Problems that throw us off balance. Someone we don't have to put on a good front for. So-
1: False. Like... Look, let's let's quote Shakespeare, all the world is a stage. Sorry, you have to put your best foot forward at all times. I'm not interested in your bad behavior if if you're my my girlfriend. I'm not interested, and she's not interested in your weakness if you're the boyfriend. She's not interested. A girl might feign sympathy. She might be like, Oh, you know when you when you uh, reveal one of these uh, anxieties you have, but she won't be attracted to it. In fact, it might even make a question the whole relationship. That's the truth, guys. Okay, on to the the article by Roro Tomasi: the dangers of the RP. I came across an interesting thread on Roosh's forum recently that linked very well with, with some experiences I've been having over the course of the last few weeks. Edelweiss was the OP here, and he just hints upon a greater whole of the danger of the RP. It's a very tough choice to make, yet inevitable. You have to, but it's a difficult pill to swallow. The side effects are really nasty. Ever since I did it, my life changed for the better, but alas, to the bitter as well. The thing is I now see, I'm not blind anymore, but I don't like what I see because what I see is hypocrisy, degeneration, mediocrity, ignorance, and mental um, mental prison. When you see the world in eyes, you see the ugly reality. It makes you stop enjoying many things in life. It makes you find the majority of people boring, uninteresting, and frankly stupid. You pity them. It makes the bulk of women unworthy of your time. It makes you... Not, not be able to stand your colleagues. It makes jokes not funny anymore. It makes you question everything. It makes everyone untrustworthy, even your physicians. It makes you a better person, and I love it. But I understand why the majority of the people ignore the RP and decide to remain in BP mediocrity. It's easier. And you get to still enjoy life as you knew it. Keep the friends who do the exact same thing. Sympathize with your colleagues who complain about long work hours. Date the same women who feel entitled to everything. Watch the same TV programs which numb your mind and make you lose IQ. Vote for the same politicians who control the strings that make you move. It's easier. Edelweiss is just coming around to acknowledging the bitter taste of the RP, but the inherent danger is hinting at here goes a little bit further, beyond the perception of RP-aware man being bitter, and into the social dynamics that center on creating and interpreting him being such. The danger in this context is not just a bitter perception, but rather one of personal, professional and familial ostracism for expressing RP truths. I touched on these liabilities in the secret of the RP, but this was more from the perspective of women having their game explained to them and what RP aware might expect from having confronted them with it. The impact that uh, th- that many may have and the impact um, may only be on the perception of you being a presumptuous uh, a-, a word by an individual woman. However, there are broader implications and consequences for living the RP in a larger social sense. So this is uh, another guy from Ruches forum. I actually had a falling out with a group of casual acquaintances when my association with the RP was revealed among the group. So there's a danger with it affecting your social bonds. I put danger in quotes because you really should see it more as an act of filtering out who you associate with rather than any sort of great harm. The exception being if if these are people you work with who can put a wrench in you advancing to your goals. If the only real harm is losing a few acquaintances or even friends, then you should ask yourself if these are really the sort of people you want to associate with. Do you want to surround yourself with people that are apparently so mentally weak that mere words and difference of opinion can drive them into bouts of wailing and sobbing? While we promote self-sufficiency and being beholden to no other man or system in our particular subculture, we need help remembering that no man is an island. The people you associate with are going to possess beliefs that lead to perpetual victimhood and you'll become a victim yourself. Associate with people that That can't stand up for anything except a spineless tolerance that refuses to make any sort of value judgments uh, and make the tough choice of saying A is simply better than B when it comes to accomplishing C, whether A is an idea, an action, or even a type of person, and you'll soon lose your own spine, being afraid to fight for anything for the fear that it'll make someone somewhere unhappy. That said, this was still a lesson in knowing when it's the right time to drop RP knowledge. Naturally, I'm a very open and sharing person when it comes to my beliefs and opinions, but after this incident, I've learned to be a lot more careful. In this case, I didn't really lose much since I was already growing to dislike quite a few of the people in the group, but it definitely was a warning. What if this had happened with people who I actually respected and who were in positions that had connections that could either help or hinder me in my personal goals? Be careful out there, guys. I quoted this today because I find myself having to temper and measure my RP evangelism with people I know personally or interact with professionally. I say evangelism because in spite of any measured explanation, this is what it comes off as, to most uninitiated BP plugins. There's a degree of diplomatic tact you have to practice the more RP aware a man becomes. Sometimes that's tough, especially when you've gone through personal changes and development that's benefited your life as a result. RP awareness may have even saved a man's life, so just shutting up about it or having a hesitancy to help out a fellow man in need of that awareness becomes a real conflict. In June, I'll have been back in Nevada for two years, and in that time, I've reacquainted myself with old friends I haven't seen since I left for Florida almost 10 years ago. All of them I find in similar, if not identical, states in which I left them. Some of these men are longtime close personal friends i kept in touch with over the years, but with the exception of maybe one out of a dozen... All are still foundering in the same beta mindset, lifestyle, and behaviors they had 10 years ago. All of them still complain of the same beta relationship issues they had with their wives, some now ex-wives. They confided in me then. And here's the rule. So this is from uh, The Matrix. Neo says, I can't go back, can I? And Morpheus says, no. But if you could, would you really want to? I feel that I owe you an apology. There's a rule that we do not free a mind once it reaches a certain age. It's dangerous. They have trouble letting go. Their mind turns against them. I've seen it happen. I'm sorry. I broke the rule because I had to. You'll have to forgive me using the matrix metaphor, but every time I'm tempted to awaken a man I think may desperately need the truth of RP awareness, I'm reminded of this exchange and I understand why this would be a rule. Granted, I've broken it myself many times, usually when I think a man is a danger to himself, but I do so with the knowledge that I'll need to invest myself personally in his conditions, and that's where the cautious hesitation comes from. There are friends I have who I know would outright reject RP truths, but more so their lives would be turned upside down by having to confront those truths. I have a very good friend who's remarried and living a new life with a second wife, who's still clinging to all of the internalized beta illusions and behaviors that contributed to the first divorce. I could make him aware of all the factors that led up to this very painful episode. I could run down the list of how the women he married early in life followed the same line I put forth in preventive medicine to the letter, why his daughters are both following her footsteps, and why his son will grow up to be a martyred beta white knight like himself. I could also explain all the factors that led to his new wife's need for him, uh, who by his beta measure he's thrilled with, but I ask myself, why destroy the bliss? He's not now, nor likely will be ever, ready to have any of that explained. My concern is that he's too far along in life to bear the burden of the truth. He'd have trouble letting go and his mind would turn against him. If we were to reach the point of desperation again, I'd certainly be compelled to reach out to him and offer it. But as I've said in the past, unplugging men from the Matrix is like triage. Save the ones you can, read last rites to the dying. This guy's not dying and giving him the medicine might be worse. Law 10. This is from the Laws of Power. Infection. Avoid the unhappy and the unlucky. Though uh, Though your compassionate charitable side may compel you to associate with the sad and downtrodden, if power attainment is your goal, then avoid such people. Their bad vibe and energy-draining demeanor are too often infectious. You run a very serious risk of falling in line with their misery. Instead, spend your time with people who are happy and successful. You can die from someone else's misery. Emotional states are as infectious as disease. <clears throat> when I quote Ten, it's usually in response to a guy who's dealing with troubled, toxic women dragging them down into the quicksand of their own making. The savior schema usually warrants this truth. It's a want and a belief that a woman will appreciate and reciprocate for a man ready to the solution to her problems. However, the same can apply for men who attempt to free the minds of other men. All right. Back to this video here. Oh man, this video is... Who, baby.
0: Someone around whom we can be weak. Fun-
1: no! No, no, no. Someone around we can be weak. No. Men can never be weak. And that's the sad part, right? Um, The the, the adage is the following, heavy is the head that bears the crown. Or the other adage, which is the same one, you got to pay the cost to be the boss. Both of these are the same adage. No, you can never be weak as a man, sadly. You must always project strength. Uh, I mean, okay, there is one situation where you could. If you have close, personal, male friends, you could be weak with them. You could. But even then, they'll likely just show sympathy and not actually care about your situation because most humans are selfish and they don't want to associate with weak people. That's just how it
0: goes. Vulnerable and honest, and who will be the same around us? Thirdly, understanding.
1: Right, understanding, so like you know, if the girls had a fun and now she's ready to settle down, or she was a spicy content star, and now she wants to settle down, you need to be understanding, you know, like, oh, um, yeah,, uh, I didn't really like those guys, I just did it for money, um but now, but I really love you, and she's been with like two hundred or five hundred guys previously, like no understanding like like what is it saying it's actually saying like be naive be dumb be vulnerable like what what are these garbage advice like what is what is this?
0: someone who is interested in and can make sense of certain obscure features of our minds our obsessions preoccupations and ways of seeing the world and whom we are excited to understand in turn if we have these three critical ingredients to hand, we will feel loved and ass- So look at this.
1: Look at this. Look at these traits. And look and look, is even on a pink background. Like, could it be any more like like obvious? These three things, if you're a if you're a man, like this is not the key to a relationship it's just not so i'm gonna repeat it okay for those of you who don't remember two points of smv more attractive than the girl and you need to be better than her so smarter taller stronger faster more charismatic better friends better job everything you need to be the guy that other men want to be and other women want to be with have other options that is the key to maintaining a healthy relationship. And more, the, you as a man need to be masculine. You do the stuff that men do. And she does the stuff that women do. That's called polarity, right? So you're not like doing all these girly activities and talking with a, with a girly like intonation. It, it makes you less attractive. That, that, like, it's not this at all. And, and for women, what do you need to do? Fit, feminine, cooperative, bedroom fun, loyal, Um, fit, feminine, submissive, loyal, um, cooperative. That's what you need. And when I say loyal, I mean bedroom fun loyal. So we're not out here like posting uh, pictures of ourselves on Instagram. We're not on girls night out. We're we're not going on solo trips. We're We're keeping ourselves in shape. And you are deferring to your man. So he is the leader and you are the follower. And you have to be okay with that. You have to understand that there's a head of the house and it's not you. And then you also have to be feminine. So you're not, you know, uh, you're wearing feminine clothing, you have a feminine haircut, you don't have a million tattoos, all of that.
0: Essentially satisfied, whatever differences then crop up in a hundred other areas. Perhaps our partner's friends or routines won't be a delight, but we will be content. Just as if we lack these emotional goods and yet agree on every detail of European literature, interior design and social existence, we are still likely to feel lonely and bereft. By limiting what we expect a relationship to be about, we can overcome the tyranny and bad temper that bedevils so many lovers.
1: Okay. This is a disaster. Yeah, I... Okay. Okay. Uh, on to the Reddit post. <clears throat> this is from Relationship Advice post 11 hours ago. So wife32 and, and I35 are having a disagreement about a new hobby of mine. I'd like some outside perspective. I've recently gotten into a new hobby. The issue is that it can be a little expensive to get into, and money has been tight recently. We have enough to pay the bills, but not much else. While browsing FB Marketplace, I found someone selling a much-upgraded version of something that I already own within my hobby. I don't have the money for it, but the seller said he'd be willing to trade it for my old Xbox. I never play it anymore anyway, and it just sits in the closet collecting dust. I talked to my wife about it, and she got upset. Her arguments against it are the following. It was a Christmas present from her in 2018 and came from our shared finances, so she should have some say on where the money goes if I said it. The money could be put to better use towards things we may need in the future. I should just make do with the equipment I have. My arguments are it was a gift to me and I should ultimately be able to choose what I do with it. I'm not spending any money and I'm simply trading an old hobby for a new one. This is a deal that I can't see ever getting again in the future. The equipment I own now is beginner level and I've maxed out its potential. I'll need new equipment if I want to go any further. Honestly, I can see where she's coming from, though, and wanted to get an outside perspective. And uh, yeah, so here is what's actually going on. This is an equal relationship. So when I say equal, I mean finances are tight. They can only afford their bills if they're working together. So what's happening is the girl, uh, she doesn't feel that the man is superior to her. She feels that she's at the same station as the man. So the disdain begins, right? She starts saying she starts talking to down to him like she's his mother, right? That's what we're seeing here. And obviously, um men hate this, and it doesn't work, and it's just um frustrating, annoying, and um hurtful, right? So that's that's what's happening here. okay, let's see um the top comment three fifty upwards. When you say money has been tight, what exactly do you mean? Are you struggling to pay your bills, not paying down debt, not saving as much as you'd like? To me, this sounds less like a dispute over the technicality of a gift and more about your overall financial partnership. If I were your spouse and stressed about money, I'd be frustrated that you're prioritizing your hobby over fiscal security. Have you just discussed financial priorities? Where money goes first, second, etc.? If not, I think it'd be helpful. Uh, Okay. yeah okay people are just talking about finances they're not talking about the disrespect inherent in uh, what the wife is is saying and also in the relationship dynamic. so again guys, the way to prevent this problem is you need to be making more money fifty percent more than your than your wife um that's that's how it goes if you want to have a wife. If you can't make enough money to have 50% more money than your wife, then you shouldn't even be married in the first place. And I'm not saying that to be mean to anyone. I'm saying that you will have problems like this that you're seeing here. Okay, guys, we're going to end the video there. Again, if you're new to the channel, liking the content, hit that sub, hit all the notifications. If you'd like to support me, I do have a Patreon with exclusive content, newly revamped, posting weekly content, patreon.com slash the blog. Just go there and subscribe. Again, guys, it's patreon.com slash the blog. You could also drop me a donation like Tom M. here. Link is in the description. Thanks for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to the video, especially if you listen to the end. You guys are wonderful. Take care of yourselves, and I will see you next time.